Hey, we are back. Boy, that was fun. I love that intro. Every time I see that intro, I'm like, we are about to step into something really professional. And then on the other side of it is me. <laughs> so welcome. Welcome back, everybody. Hey, my name is Doug Sandler, and I am a uh, strategic partner uh, with Winject Studios. And I'm excited to be able to be here today. Uh, now, you may notice the absence of something. It would be the absence of, of Chris Ross. He is not here today. He's leaving his entire community to me. And while he may not realize how dangerous that is, by the time we get here, I'm hoping to have a lot of people motivated, inspired. And if neither of those things happen, maybe just a little bit more educated to understanding exactly why you got into the podcasting space. Don't forget, if you have any questions at all, uh, just text to um, you know that 843-396-2104 number. Uh, just follow the instructions right at the banner below. If you want to submit your questions, just watch the little orange banner at the bottom and you'll see how you can you can do that. So I wanted to share a little bit about my uh, my story and the beginnings of why I even got into podcasting to begin with to see if there is something relatable that's in there that maybe you can take away as a, hey, if this guy can do it, I know that I can do it too. So I, um, I started podcasting in 2015 at the tail end of a book launch. So I had written a book called Nice Guys Finish First back in 2014, 2013, 2014. And I, I was struggling to find a publisher, but finally was able to find a publisher to publish the book. And at the time, I didn't have a way to, uh, to promote the book. So I used uh, the idea of podcasting. I thought, hey, this would be really cool. So I approached a partner of mine or a friend of mine at the time, now my partner, Strickland. And I said, hey, I want to launch a podcast. Would you be willing to help me put this together? And he said, sure. He's got the audio experience, but he really didn't understand what a podcast was all about. I didn't really understand what a podcast was all about either, but we thought that we could kind of figure this thing out together. And I would say it took us maybe about a year and a half or so before we realized what we had potentially our hands on. Uh, but it took a year and a half because we really struggled with the idea of, uh, I, I think what it came down to was we put everybody that was either in our community or in our potentially in our guest seat, uh, we lumped them all into one category. And it was the category of just podcast. We had no idea of the purpose of a, we, we were kind of looking at podcasting as a um, as a way to broadcast, kind of like, uh, kind of like radio. And I think that if you're getting into podcasting and you have a great message, and I think oftentimes that is where people begin and end. I have a great message. I want to be able to share it with a community, but I don't really know where the community is. So I'm just going to get out there. I'm just going to start talking. And while the idea of just talking probably is a good idea with intent and purpose, the idea of talking without any kind of strategy involved is a challenge that we see over and over and over again when it comes to new podcasters. Not only with new podcasters, but we see the same thing happen with experienced podcasters that are out there that have been working on their show. And many of you are coming to the to the, the network as already experienced podcasters. You've launched a show already. You might be 20 episodes, 50 episodes, even hundreds of episodes in and thinking, there's got to be more to this. There's got to be something that I can do. There's got to be a way that I can have a greater impact, uh, a greater presence with my community that I'm trying to build or that I have built. And it could be that is your struggle. So today I want to talk about an understanding about these buckets that you can put your community into, you can put your guests into, you can put your show into. Uh, but you got to come back to the reason you started podcasting to begin with. And let's look at these buckets 
from a from a uh, from an an origin perspective, let's look at them as to why you're getting into podcasting. So, there's three buckets that you can put your podcast into. If you set your goal to build a community, there is going to be a strategy that you are going to employ to build your com uh, your com community using podcasting as your tool. So, community is one of your buckets. The second bucket that I want you to think about is influencer. If you want to become the go-to resource in your industry, the person, the thought leader, the person that everybody is looking to, to help them kind of work through, um, you know, their problems. And you want to be the person that people are, are looking at. So you want to become an influencer. That is a second bucket. So we have community. We have bucket number one is your community bucket. Bucket number two is your influence bucket. And the third reason people get into podcasting, which is why I got into podcasting to begin with, was that four-letter word at the time that everybody doesn't like to talk about, but they really are looking to create this, is that, that, um, that business bucket, that money bucket. So money can come in the form, uh, it can, can, can take many forms when it comes to podcasting. It can come in the form of advertising and sponsorship dollars. It could come from uh, from selling services to your community. It could come from uh, developing joint venture partnerships or having affiliate relationships. So those are just four ways in which you can start to monetize your show. The challenge that we had, and the reason it took us 18 months to understand uh, and to begin to, to begin to be successful at podcasting to whatever degree success is measured to you. For me, it was measured in how much money can I make from my show and 18 months in, uh, I had made nothing. I, no money had come from my podcast. And it wasn't until I realized that I was lumping my podcast into a single bucket. And that was the bucket of, I want to do all of those things. I want to build community. I want to build influence. I want to, I want to make money, but I was, I didn't have a specific strategy. So here's what would happen. We would have somebody come on the show and some big names came on the show because I was tenacious with my requests to guests like Ariana Huffington and Gary Vaynerchuk and, and um, uh, John C. Maxwell and Jeffrey Gittimer, just to name four of them. I was tenacious with my request. I, I, I just, anytime that I saw somebody was promoting something, I'd go after them. And I'm like, I know there's got to be money in here somewhere. I have these really big guests coming on my show. And what I was doing was I was thinking somehow that magically money was just going to make it into my bank account because I've had these VIP guests on my show. I'd have all this recognition. We'd get a whole bunch of people. And, and that's another thing I want to talk about. And I'll talk about it in just a second, that downloads do not equal success in the podcasting space. You may believe that it equals success because there is a huge, a huge ego metric when it comes to, to downloads. But don't equate downloads to success other than just an ego metric in the world of podcasting. So let me get back to this for a second. So I used to have these, these VIP guests on my show because I was very um, diligent with my request to get them on the show. I saw Ariana Huffington was promoting a book release that she was doing. Gary Vee at the time was just launching his podcast. Jeffrey Gittimer had a new book that was coming out. John C. Maxwell, of course, the leadership guru, uh, is always promoting something. So between, between their four things that they were promoting, it wasn't challenging for me to get them on the show. But what was challenging was for me to try to figure out what do I do with them and what do I do with all of this content now that I have them on the show? And when we think about podcasting in the old school sense, 
if you relate podcasting to a radio broadcast, you're sharing a great message with your community, hoping that they're going to do something. And I'll tell you, they're not going to do that. It's They're not just going to jump out of your community and say, oh my gosh, this John C. Max Maxwell was on your show. Doug, what can I buy from you? How do you, you know, what do you have to offer? And, 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 what, and what can you share with me, your community? And without a specific strategy in place, there was no product, there was no service, there was no, there was no offer that I had to make. So I, I, I share those three buckets with you because I think it's really important that when you start the idea in your head that you're going to start a podcast, think about why you're getting in, into podcasting to begin with. And if your idea of starting a podcast and your goal of starting a podcast is related to building influence, a byproduct eventually of building influence, yes, will be that you're going to grow a community and yes, you will make money podcasting. But in the beginning stages, if your goal is just to build influence, then I would tell you to go full steam ahead and find out each, find each one of these VIP guests that you can put on your show. But don't put yourself in a position to look back 30, 40, 50 episodes after putting these VIP guests on your show turning around and saying, hmm, I wonder why I didn't make any money from my show. If your purpose was not to make money and your strategy was not to build your bank account, those VIP guests serve the exact purpose of why you had them on your show. And that was to build your street cred and use that ego metric to your advantage. There's no, there's no four letter word in ego. There's no four letter word in money. Just know why you're getting involved in podcasting to begin with. So as we got 17 or 18 months into podcasting, and I knew that my purpose of putting together my show was basically to reinvent my career. I was going from a, 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 the, the life of a professional DJ to the life of a professional speaker. And I wanted to figure out what it was that I needed to do in order to sell more speaking gigs, get my, more stages, put more books in people's hands, put more of my online coursework in people's pockets and, and, in, and, on their, and on their computers. And I was challenged with the idea of making money because I kept looking at it and saying, I'm going to have all these great guests on my show and people were just going to reach out and ask me for those things, which is not how it works in the world of growing your status as an influencer. You can't build your show as a status builder and then look at it and say, I wonder where my community is. And you can't build your community and saying, hey, I wonder where the money is. Because if you haven't spent any time building a strategy for monetization specifically, then, then you're going to fail temporarily. You're going to fail at achieving that goal. Now, you may have a big community, but if you haven't spent any time building your, your products and services, then you have nothing to put in their hands. And if you've come to the table with all of these products and services already ready to go, but you're talking to a community that has never heard of these products or services, don't be surprised if they don't want any of the things that you have already built. Don't be surprised if they come back to you and say, those things are great, but that's not what we're looking for. In my case, I came to podcasting as a professional speaker and a writer, and um, they didn't even want that stuff. What they eventually wanted, one at a time, is they, were, they wanted for me to teach them actually how to do what I did, which was build a community and become an influencer in the space, not the space of professional speaking, but in the space of podcasting. That was, that was our gift. One of our community members, Lou Diamond at the time, came out of our community and said, hey, Doug, hey, look, I know you keep talking about these professional speaking services, but I, and, and I appreciate that you do that. He was a professional speaker also. 
He said, but that's not what I need help in. What I need help in is I want you to teach me how to build a podcast. And so we set a plan in place to help Lou build that, that podcast. And that became the first of over 200 clients that we launched. Now, had I, had I gone head first into this is the only thing that I want to provide. I want to provide my professional speaking in the world of customer service and I want to sell my books. And that was the only thing I was going to focus on. If I went into that, ignoring the fact that my community was asking me, really Lou demanding of me said, look, I want you to teach me. That stuff is great, but that's not what I want. I want you to teach me how to build a podcast. I'm sorry, Lou, this is not what I do. And for me, a guy that's an entrepreneur, a guy that is um, opportunity focused, someone that is looking for the, um, the win in the situation. The win really in that case was, hey, let me teach them how to do something that I've, that I've done. I've built it 150 plus episodes or 200 episodes at the time. Why don't I teach Lou how to do this? I had no idea how to charge him. So I even had a conversation with Lou about, about asking him, how do I charge for this? What would you pay for this? You know, doing a little research with him. And that research helped me create the first of, like I said, over 200 podcast launches. So coming back to my story for a moment, 17 months into this, not having made any money at this because I was so focused on the ego metric of downloads and putting thought leaders in my on my uh, on my show into that guest seat, that I was ignoring the fact that um, that I wasn't making any money, but I wasn't making any money because I wasn't I didn't really have a strategy in place to make any money. So I go to this conference. 18 months in, 17 or 18 months in, I can't remember exactly the, the timing. I went to this conference that had 150 people at the conference. And I had a conversation with my co-host at the time, soon to be my business partner, Strickland. And I said, this is what I'm really looking to do. We've got to figure out a way. There's too many people that are here at this conference that there's opportunity with. It was a, it was a, a conference of, of, uh, of all, um, uh, new startups, people that had just in the entrepreneurial world, trying to put together their message, really creating their offer, understanding um, who their market is a little bit more clearly than somebody that's completely brand new. And I'm like, there is opportunity in here. I just don't know where the opportunity is, but there's an opportunity to make money. So literally in 30 minutes, after 18 months, in 30 minutes of time, we developed a strategy, a monetization strategy, in our particular case, it was a monetization strategy for turning guests into clients. So keep in mind that there's many ways that you can make money podcasting. You can share your message with your community and hopefully your community will buy the stuff that you are pitching to them or they like your message enough to reach out to you and ask you to provide a service to them. That's one way. Joint venture partnerships, as I mentioned earlier, was another where you have actually somebody in your community or in your guest seat that you have built a good relationship with, enough of a relationship with that you could say, hey, I want to figure out a way for us to do a project together. You could uh, make money monetize through affiliate relationships where you actually have um, someone come on your show or somebody introduce a product or service that's closely aligned to the product or service that you offer and share that message and, and specific unique link with your community. So every time they click that link and buy the service, you get a small piece or a large piece, depending on your relationship with that affiliate. So that's affiliate relationship. But those weren't really the thing that we wanted to try. What we said is there's 150 people that are here. Let's take, let's invite all 150 people. Let's give them a couple of, of um, ways to qualify 
to see if they are actually a, a good fit for the things that we potentially could sell. Remember, Lou Diamond had come along at that time. We taught him how to build a podcast. So we took that idea and we said, instead of waiting for someone from our community to ask us about the idea, let's go out to our community, or in this case, that conference. Let's go to that conference and let's see who at that conference would be a good fit for the podcasting space just to launch, start and launch a podcast. But we knew 150 people, there's no way I'd be able to fit 150 people on the show. So we had to figure out through some qualification who was actually a good fit for the products and services that we had. So we gave them a few hoops to jump through. We wanted to make sure that they they followed rules. Of course, we want to make sure that uh, that people are qualified to not only buy what we have, but they can follow instructions too. So our rules were simple. We, we came up with a, a handful of what we call, my show is called the nice guys on business. Um, so we have, a, uh, we have our nice guy rules. And those nice guy rules helped us to qualify of the 150 people that were there. I actually got to meet 118 people at that conference. Of the 118 people that were at the conference that I met, 40 of them jumped through the hoops and were qualified to uh, to get in that guest seat. Again, I had an opportunity. Why not look at the opportunity for me to put my products and services into the hands of those people sitting in the guest seat, not necessarily the faceless, nameless people that were in our community that we really didn't know. And I had spent 18, 17, 18 months trying to work this project process, not really understanding this, thinking, I don't even know who is in my community. So we took a shortcut to finding out who was in our community. And we put people that we thought would be in our community, we put them in the guest seat. So the 150 people narrowed down to 118 people that I met, qualified them through some, through some hoop jumping. 40 of those people were able to qualify. Of the 40 people, we interviewed all 40. I interviewed all 40 people in the course of about 30 days. And in those 30 days, seven of those people bought a service for $5,000 a piece. That service was that same service that Lou Diamond helped us create through his process of launching his podcast. We're thinking, what would you pay for something like this? And in Lou's particular case, he helped us to develop, along with my partner Strickland, he helped us to develop the price point for that. So as we as we started to go through this entire process of qualifying those 40 and putting our services in the hands of seven at $5,000 a piece over the next 30 days, and the deliverables included in that, over the next 30 days, those seven clients were worth $35,000 to us. So we literally went from $0 monetizing our show to $35,000 the next month. Now, it's not easy to sustain that kind of growth as for as long as you possibly can, um, month in and month out doing 30 interviews in the course of a month, but we wanted to really put, it, uh, put that system into the fast track. So now instead of doing 30 interviews a month, we whittled it down to, well, we're gonna try, let's see if we can do three interviews over the course of a week. So three times four is 12. So we whittled it down to about 12, 13, 14 interviews through the course of the month. And those 12 or 13 developed into two or three, which was totally sustainable growth for us. And we discovered that the seed money, the $35,000 that we made at that conference where we met the 118 people qualifying to 47 of which became clients, that became an entire process entire system that we put together called our guest to client strategy.
So as you think about your journey into podcasting, think about the things, the reasons why you are getting into podcasting. Think about it in terms of, are you looking for the ego metric? Are you looking for your downloads? If your goal, if you're an experienced podcaster and you're watching this, if your goal is to uh, is to just get it as many downloads as possible, great. But understand on the other side of that, that money may not be the end result of that ego metric. And it's great to be able to check the analytics and it's great to be able to get on Libsyn or whoever is your host and go through them and understand that, hey, you've seen the growth and that's terrific. But until you start to put that strategy in place for actually how am I monetizing my show, we monetize it through that guest to client strategy. But there are many people that may be listening to this right now and thinking, well, I want to monetize it through affiliate relationships. Awesome. Put together a strategy that how do you how do you interview as many of those affiliate relationship guests as possible? Or what call to action can you put on your podcast? to create a relationship with somebody that's in your community so that they can hear what you actually are doing on your show. So they can hear what your goal is. If you don't tell your audience your goals, if you don't share with them the, who you are, then you're just really just a talking head sharing content that a guest is gonna be bringing on or you're monologuing. And while that's good to be able to share great content, you've gotta share who you are. You've gotta tell people what you're, what you're all about. You've got to share your, even if it's, especially if it's a business show, if you have a business show, if you're entrepreneurial based, if you're, if your whole mindset is around the, 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 um, growing your business and you're not sharing with your community, your struggles, I, I really feel like you are missing a key opportunity to share some relatability with your, with your community. So again, the three buckets, let's just review them just so everybody is, is good with them. So remember, you have the community building bucket. So if your goal is to build your show or your community through your show, you have got to put a strategy in place to help do that with your show. Community building is absolutely something that you can do. If you want to use your podcast to build influence, you absolutely can do that. The ego metrics are right there. Big time guests can come on your show. You can invite them. Everybody has something to promote. And when they have something to promote, and there's tons of people that are out there in your space that are looking, that are launching books now. They have, uh, they have um, uh, virtual summits that they're doing. They're doing giveaways. Align yourself with a VIP. Figure out who in your community is someone that you want to to get to know a little bit more closely. And it, it doesn't have to be hundreds of people. It literally can be a half a dozen people. I've built the influence of our show, and my influence. Uh, probably exclusively on five VIP guests that have come on my show over the last six and a half years. And, I, and I've done 1,200 episodes. So if you think about it from a percentage, you know, it's, it's uh, let's see, 10% would be 100. It's less than 1%. Less than 1% of your, your guests can be a VIP and you could still hit a home run with your, with your influence building. And then the final thing, the reason why we actually got into podcasting, as I said, was to make money. It took us 18 months. Those that are starting podcasting right now does not need to take you 18 months, become a part of the, the Winject network. And you can see how much more quickly you'll be able to build that over eight instead of 18 months based upon the knowledge and the skills and the mistakes, more importantly, the mistakes that we have have made over the uh, over the years. I know we covered a lot of stuff there. And I know that uh, 
there's probably a bunch of questions that you guys have. If you have questions at all, please feel free to text your questions directly to me. Just follow the the uh, the text information just in the uh, in the orange banner below. And uh, next week we'll be back with a lot more information. Uh, maybe get into the guest to client strategy a little bit more. Maybe answer your questions specifically, any of the things that you that you want to know about. And I'm happy to share those with you. So thanks so much for sharing again. We appreciate you all being here. And I will see you again next week. And not sure if Chris is going to be here next week with me or if it's going to be one of my team members, but we will be here and we'll be sharing and imparting our podcasting wisdom upon you. Thanks all for sitting in again. And uh, from Los Angeles, California, it's real sunny outside. I'm about to go see it a little bit more. Thanks again for sitting in. Talk to you soon. This broadcast is brought to you by Winject Studios. We are an all-in-one educational platform for podcasters that revolutionizes how hosts leverage content to increase engagement with listeners, downloads, and income. We come together to focus on community, collaboration, and collective impact. For more information on how you can interact directly with our hosts, access exclusive live content with offers you can't get anywhere else from our official partners, Join our purpose-driven community by visiting www.winject.com. If you're ready to build a career doing what you love, then we're ready to see you there.